Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you find your way back to your seats, it is our honor and privilege tonight to have Brother Stan Cook with us. Amen. He's going to be ministering tonight to Greater Life Church. Amen. Would you welcome him as he comes tonight? He can take his liberty. He can sing. He can preach. He can do whatever he feels tonight. Would you make him feel welcome this evening, Greater Life? Thank you, my friend. Praise the Lord, everyone. God bless you. As you're seated, we do this a lot, but as you're seated, turn to the person close to you and say, pray it don't take the big boy all night to get it done. Amen. Glory. It is a delight to be here with you tonight, worshiping the Lord together. My first time. I believe to be in Webster, Texas. Uh, Houston is just a suburb of Webster, right? And uh, certainly my delight to be here and uh, give honor to your pastor and his wife. I'm sorry I missed them tonight. They probably planned it like this. My reputation precedes me. Are they watching online or do you, I better behave then. I just, okay, hello, Brother Hughes. Hope you already got the check made out. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. I love to have a little fun and that's okay. But uh, I would have loved to have made their acquaintance. And so it's not nice to invite yourself back, but I'll go ahead and do that anyway. And, uh, and, uh, but thank you, Brother Long and Sister Long. I met her for your kindness. Others, uh, uh, I even met some folks from my neck of the woods, which is in southeast Missouri, part of the Davidson family. At least that was the name back then. Now it's a different name, and uh, it's good to see them. And then it's wonderful to see my friends. Brother Gallagher and Sister Tricia, Brother Gallagher and I have been friends a long, long time. I'm twice the man he is, but, you know. <laughs> but uh, we, we ministered together and for Tupelo Children's Mansion through the years and tra- did a little traveling together, actually. And then, Sister Tricia, it's wonderful to meet you a few months ago at a at a funeral of all places, but uh, it was an honor to meet you, and um, so good to be here with all the good saints of the Lord tonight. It is 6.54. I'll keep you up to date with that. As we go along, that's kind of a custom of mine. I don't tell you the time because I don't think you know. I know you know. But I've found you feel better knowing that I know. (laughs) Amen? I mean, it's horrible. One of the worst things in the world, just be sitting in church thinking, God, does he have a clue what time it is? The only feeling a little bit worse than that is saying, Lord, does he even care what time it is? But... uh, 
but I, I don't, I don't want to be all night tonight, but I've never met y'all. And part of what I do is, now I love to sing and I love to preach, but I love interacting with you for a few minutes, if that's okay. I love people. I don't understand people that don't like people. <clears throat> and, and so let me, let me tell you a few things just briefly, and then we'll sing and have church for a while. Is that okay? And uh, sound man's going to help us back there tonight. I'm already letting the mic drift. And that's my fault. So just bring it back down. And I'll get a little closer. And um, but the sound man, he's got the easiest job in every church. All they have to do is please every one of us every time. How long has it been since you stopped and said thank you to people who run sound and do the, the, the visual and all that? They usually only hear from us when we don't like something they did. Hello? Let me check here and see if I said everything they told me to say. I got it. And, um, but uh, they'll, they'll, they'll fix it as we go. First of all, let me address me sitting down a little bit here. Uh, I've been having some back issues, and it only hurts standing up. When I stand up, within a couple of minutes, it's like, oh, my Lord. And uh, it, it's just excruciating pain. And so I, I, I'm thankful. For, I'll get up and down from the stool from time to time, but if I can just rest a little while. You're sitting down. <laughs> and so I mentioned that to a church here a while back, explaining why I was sitting down some. Guy comes running up to me, true story, after church. He said, Brother Cook, he said, I know what that is. I said, what is it, brother? He said, it's your psychotic nerve. <laughs> he did. I said, you might be on to something. <laughs> and uh, most of us have a sci sciatic nerve. But apparently some folks have a psychotic nerve. Honestly, I've met a few folks with a satanic nerve. But maybe they're not in here tonight. All right. But that explains this. Uh, I love to laugh. I'm passionate about a few things in life. You need to know there's some things in your life you should be passionate about. I'm passionate about the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I'm passionate about my family. My wife could not come tonight or today. Uh, she was looking forward to being with Sister Tricia. My wife's mother had a medical emergency and she had to stay at the house. And I apologize for that. But I love my wife. We've been married just a couple of weeks ago, completed 36 years. And we're thankful for the goodness of God. We have one 23-year-old son. He is married. And now we are grandparents. Woo! Any grandparents in the house? Woo! I didn't realize. I heard all about how wonderful it was. My pastor used to tell us grandparents, you know, grandkids are just God's reward for not killing your kids. 
But I don't know if that's true or not, but I enjoy my grandson. And so I'm passionate about family. I'm passionate about smiling. Hello? If you surveyed, now all I know to do is be myself. And I mean, it may cause a miracle and Brother Hughes walk in here and shut me down. You know, that'd be a miracle tonight. But but I just know to be myself. I'm pa- if you surveyed us apostolic people, we would tell you we are not unhappy. We just look like it. Hello? You know why? Because we don't think about it. We need to learn to intentionally smile. Hello? I don't smile because life is always perfect. I smile because God is always good. And so, you know, we live in a crazy world, a stressed out world. Every business just about you and I go to, they're stressed out. They don't have enough help. People didn't show up. This didn't happen. This, I can't fix all of those problems. But you'd be surprised what would happen to their day if you'd just smile at them. I can tell you this. I'm not the snazziest dresser in the world. But no outfit is complete without a smile. We spend thousands of dollars at the dentist for smiles we never use. Hello? Maybe we just need to buy some of that gas and we can just, you know. But smile. My, I used to read Reader's Digest. Anybody remember Reader's Digest? My favorite part was laughter, the best medicine. That's good philosophy, but it's not biblical. Biblical philosophy and theology is a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So turn to that person again, smile at them real big and ask them this question. Have you had your meds yet today? I'm telling you something I know about. When you live with people that's on meds and they skip them, you can tell. And when you're around folks that's supposed to have the Holy Ghost and they're grouches, you can tell they ain't had a dose in a while. Oh, you ain't helping me. It's 702, but I'm preaching the truth right now. So let's smile tonight. It's okay to laugh a little bit. It's all right. And I got to move along. And I'm passionate about music. I love music. Oh, this, this platform full of musicians and singers tonight. Didn't they do so good? I don't say that because I have to. I want to. They did a great job. Music is powerful. 
It's effective. Now, preaching will save you. Music, however, is ministry. And so I'm passionate about music. But let me, can I just be honest with you for a couple of minutes? I'm going into my 39th year of full-time travel. That's a long time. That just means I'm old. So I've got a little background in it. I've been to churches and I've watched old folks pout while the young folks sing. And young folks pout while the old folks sing. And they're both wrong. Because since when did we start worshiping a style? Oh, you're getting quiet on me now. Now, we all have our favorites. It's okay to have a favorite. When I'm in my vehicle, I listen to what I want to. Unless my wife tells me different. When I'm home, I listen to what I want to. But when we come in those doors, it should cease to be about what I want. And it should start to be about worship unto the Lord. Now... I'm being honest. I like all genres of music that gives glory to God. I really do. I love good black gospel music. I love it. I love choir music. I love the old quartet style of music. I even like some good quality bluegrass music. Some of you hear. It is only the largest genre of music in America, so they ain't all wrong. I like some country flavored gospel. I like traditional. I like hymns. I like variety. I grew up in a country church. We sang, I saw the light. Anybody remember that song? And now there's some of the senior saints, and I'm not being unkind to them. They're my best customers. So I don't want to offend them. But there's some senior saints that act like every old song is more anointed than any new song. And it's simply not the case. We had great church with I saw the light. But it wasn't anointed. It was written by an alcoholic. It was. Hank Williams Sr. wrote I saw the light. And he was probably under the influence of something. But it probably wasn't the Holy Spirit. But we had church because we got anointed. Hello? Y'all ain't helping me now. Every generation, I'm not an expert, just hear me. I'm setting you up because I want you to be kind to me when I sing. Every generation will have songs that stick. And the rest of them will slide on down the wall. I want to tell you something. I know things change fast. So it's not even brand new anymore. But when I hear songs like, All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. How can you not worship with that? 
whether it's a new song or an old song. I won't tell you. I'll tell you. I don't have time. I've already talked enough. But I know what it's like to come through the severe battle of not knowing I was going to survive COVID. And when the doctor looks you in the eye and said, I didn't want to tell you this till I knew if you was going to make it. You think it don't mean something to me to sing with every breath that I am able. I will sing of the goodness of God. See, it's not about the style. It's about Him. So tonight, if you'll just let me be me. I'm not at, my purpose here is not to convert you to my style. Obviously, I'd like for you to like me. I don't want to be hated. I'm not expecting the young people to line up at my CD table. They're not on the edge of their seats right now just waiting for the first note. They don't even, they don't even, how old are you, Bo? Yeah. 18. What's your name? Caleb. 18. Oh, Jesus. Caleb, I got food in the refrigerator that old. Kind of black as your suit by now. You know, sometimes, Brother Long, people ask me, Brother Stan, when are you going to record some music the young people like? (laughs) I know it's mean, but you know what I always say? Young people ain't got no money. They want to stream everything free. Shout on the credit. <laughs> no, it's, uh, we'll talk in a little bit about some stuff I got out there in the lobby tonight, but we better move along right now. But so tonight, forget about what your favorite style is. I'm not trying to convert you tonight, but would you worship for a little while with me? Because, brothers and sisters, it is the message that makes a song. It's what it says. It's what it proclaims. I had not planned to do this song. I don't, <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. I understand. I know what worship sets are. I get all that. I don't have a worship set. Don't make mine better than anyone else's. I just try to go by what I feel. And so if I could start a song tonight and, and then we'll just go from there. This, this is what I felt. This is three or four projects back. But this is what I feel on my spirit right now. So if you'll let me, let's just worship the Lord together. Is that all right? Yeah. Praise God. God bless you in Jesus' name. In holy pages, this truth can be found. A promise to stand on when darkness abounds. Oh, right never loses and wrong never wins. 
and grace will always be greater than sin. Grace will always be greater than sin. Calvary has proven it time and again. Whatever you've done, wherever you've been, God's grace will always be greater than sin. Ooh, I feel Him right now. Broken and bruised from the choices you've made Sin has a price and so often you've paid Oh, but Jesus is waiting. New hope is in Him. And grace will always be greater than sin. Grace will always be feel him in the house. Y'all all right? 
Ooh, man. I'm going to have to watch 714. I'm going to have to watch it. I want to go all night. Hey, don't get mad at me for that. If you had to preach in some of the dead churches I've been to, you'd want to go all night when you get a live one too. Although I've got to be consistent with that. Uh, I don't say a lot about it because it's so long ago. Um, I was blessed to sing with Brother and Sister Magruder and with a group called the Magruders for a long time. None of these guys remember that. That's been years ago. It's not their fault. But I remember one night at a concert, Brother Gallagher and these two ladies who were not apostolic, but they came to the probably tape table at that time, and they were just crying. And, and they said, Sister Priscilla, this was so wonderful tonight. The presence of God was so powerful. And it was. And they said, but you just don't understand. They said, what would you do? I'm telling you a true story. They said, what would you do if you were stuck going to a dead church? Just that quick, she looked them back in the eye and said with a soft voice, if I was there, it wouldn't be dead. <laughs> it feels good in here tonight. So I'm going to have to rein myself in here for a little bit because sometimes I'm wired for 220 and everybody else 110, you know. <laughs> but I know I'm also smart enough to know while I'm sawing Z's in the morning, some of y'all is going to be up early going to work. And I get that. So I don't, wanna, I don't want to take advantage of you. But it feels wonderful in church tonight. Uh, that song right there, and i got to hurry here, but it brings back memories of when I used to work at a little radio station when I was 19, 20, 21, 22. I may bring that up again later. I hadn't thought about that. But I remember working in that little radio station, small town, and I was in the office. I was doing accounts payable, accounts receivable, payroll, and all that kind of stuff. Well, every little room in the station had a little speaker up there playing what was currently on the air so that you know you're still broadcasting. And so it was a little country station. And so this guy's voice come over there, over the speaker, which I recognized. Some of y'all might recognize. His, his first name was George. And his last name was Jones. I think at that time he pastored over around Nashville. <laughs> and, and I know enough about George Jones songs that you can't preach from them except what not to do. And, and I heard this lyric of one of his songs. I didn't recognize the song. I knew it must be a new one that the program director had put in. And all of a sudden I sat there, Brother Long, I said... Hey, I could preach that. And I don't remember all the rest of the song, but I remember the line. It simply said, the only thing different between a sinner and a saint, one's been forgiven and the other one ain't. I thought, I can preach that. 
You know why? Because there's folks that'll walk in here every service and they'll look at some of you worshiping and they say, if I could only be like that. But I'm such a far, far distant. No, you're not, my friend. You're just one good trip to Calvary. Just one good washing. Just a sincere repentance before God. Then you're buried in baptism in his name for remission of sin. Then he'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. Hey! Such were some of you. Oh, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Ooh, about got my blood pressure up. Are we okay? Am I working you too hard? Praise God. You got time for one more song? Ooh, that was real powerful. That was real underwhelming. I'm going to give you one more chance. You got time for one more song? (laughs) Uh, It's not the same when you have to ask twice. (laughs) I'm just, oh God, my phone started going off just a second ago. I was afraid it was Brother Hughes telling me to shut it down right now. Thank God it wasn't. But uh, the night's not over yet. (laughs) This song, this is country. Caleb, it's country. And uh, that was my city song I started with. I didn't want you hitting the dashboard too hard. And so I started with my city song. (laughs) But I like this one, so try it with me. Greatly blessed, highly favored, imperfect but forgiven child of God. Greatly blessed, highly Imperfect, but forgiven child of God. Are y'all all right? <laughs> it's kind of fun sometimes to start that song and look out and there's some people saying, All the gold in California. Wrong song. Oh, some of you ain't been saved forever, have you? (laughs) Well, to be honest, now my voice is not in optimum form tonight because I've already screamed and preached this morning, so you just have to bear with me. But the reason it sounds similar is because Larry Gatlin wrote this song. But the message is much better than the other one. So if you're blessed, why don't you join and sing with me, all right? Greatly blessed. favor. Imperfect. Imperfect. But forgiven. Child of God. I'm greatly blessed. Child of God, 
standing upright on God's good earth, counting my blessings, great things He has done, fighting the good fight with the blessed assurance that the Yes, I am highly favored, imperfect, but forgiven child of God, greatly blessed, highly favored, imperfect, but forgiven child. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so blessed. Every day that I live, I am blessed. Used to be an old song that a friend of mine wrote. It says, when I wake up in the morning, when I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. I am blessed. I know I've had a little fun with you so far, but I feel the Spirit of the Lord in this room tonight. I feel an encouraging spirit in the house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, I, I can't do it justice like the lady sang it, but, but I felt like this song deserves to live. And so let me sing a song that that takes us to that place that all of us face from time to time. Job was there. Job said, I looked in the front, I couldn't find him. Looked behind, I couldn't find him. Uh, he said, I even looked on the left where he works. He wasn't there, not on the right. He said, I don't know where he is, but this one thing I do know, he knows where I am. And life sometimes and circumstances sometimes are like we're in some giant maze. And every time you think you know the way out, you run into another dead end. But should you be able to climb a tree or go up in a tall building Beside the maze, you can easily see the exit. 
And that's the way it is from God's vantage point. He's always made a way out. So I felt like singing this tonight. Today I faced a mountain That I have no strength to climb And the struggle of this journey's Left me weak Both in body and in mind From where I stand to the peak Is a distance On my own, I cannot reach. So this journey of a thousand steps begins right here on my knees. Soon I'll soar like an eagle. Far into the heavens Where I can almost see God's face Rising in its splendor To heights I never knew What once looked like a mountain's just a hill from heaven's point of view. I may face things tomorrow that I can't comprehend today. Circumstances so uncertain make it hard to find the strength to pray oh but I'm living in his promise I'll never leave you I will always see you through so what's this mountain to an eagle flying high from heaven's point of you soon I'll soar like an eagle high on wings of grace far into the heavens where I can almost see God's face heights I never knew what once looked like a mountain's just a hill from heaven's point of view what once looked like a mountain's just a hill from heaven's point of view
Hallelujah. Ah. Ooh, I feel him. I know we're on the clock. My dad was the best song leader I've ever known. And my dad would sometimes just in moments like this just kind of feel after what it was in the place. I don't understand why we we think it's a bad thing to have to lean on him because it's in our weakness that he's made strong and I remember singing and I know you guys don't and it's not your fault you don't know those old old songs it's okay you can still make it but sometimes we'd just sing and and I know I'm in the city tonight and I don't know how many knows but sometimes we just start singing learning to lean learning to lean I'm learning to lean on Jesus Finding more power than I ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. See, that's where you discover the power that you didn't know was there. I'm finding more power than I ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Is it okay? Y'all okay? Not trying to bore you, but I feel the Lord right here. And then sometimes I feel like and you don't have to know it. Just and, and, and I'd reach out and I'd sing one of them old songs like, Till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more, till the clouds roll forever from the sky. me stand in the hollow of thy hand keep me safe till the storm passes by Ooh. hold me fast that's what I need you to do Lord Hold me fast, let me stand. 
in the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Would you lift your hands right now? Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I feel his presence. Now, Brother Long, I ask him, if he's honest with you, he can tell you. I ask him what time y'all normally done. And when I ask him, he just went all over the map. did not give me a specific time so I'm not trying to take advantage of you tonight I'm not intoxicated by the sound of my own voice I just love being in the presence of God and I thank God for him being in this place tonight y'all okay 736 Praise God. Praise God. Woo, I feel him right now. Let me, um, man, I've sung three or four songs, three by track and two or three acapulco. And uh, I, I hadn't even got to my new latest CD yet. And uh, I don't know if I'll get to it or not, but I, uh, I, I, love, I love lyrics. I love music. And uh, if it's okay here, while we're all kind of settled down, I will give a little commercial. Is that all right? And uh, out there in that, what do y'all call that, a foyer? I grew up calling that vestibule. <laughs> foyer. Lobby. That room out yonder. I have it. 11 different CDs back there for sale. You can buy one for this price, two for that, three for that, four for that. You can buy all 10 for a package price. And if you don't like my kind of singing, that's okay. Buy all 10 of them for somebody you can't stand. (laughs) Still be a blessing to me. I know why they don't have to give me a time. They give me these little bottles of water. (laughs) That wants to be a bottle of water when it grows up. (laughs) Just sit that beside me. Something don't look right in that. uh, So I've got 11 CDs. Then... um, 
I have a live, not just me, but me and 10 other artists, nine or 10 other artists, uh, gathered last year in the great Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, Pigeon Forge. Anybody ever gone to Pigeon Forge? And we did three nights of all apostolic singing. They recorded a DVD. I have that on the table back there. And uh, it'll bless you. You'll enjoy that. And we're just a couple of weeks away. We're going to do it again. We're not recording this year, but we'll be in Gatlinburg. It's the Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, right after Monday, Labor Day. And so I got information on that. Should you be interested, we'll have a great time. Your daytimes are free, just nighttime concerts. We have a wonderful time. And then my wife, who is not with me tonight, as I share with you, I'm so proud of her. She has her first book that came out in May. It's been on her heart for years. I've got to move along here, but just in a nutshell, it's we waited 13 years for that son that God had promised us. Sometimes it don't happen overnight. And my wife has written a very brutally honest and transparent picture of her journey through those years. A lot of baby showers, a lot of Mother's Days. And knowing that you had the promise, but knowing it hadn't happened yet. And she weaves it into the story of Rachel and Hannah and Elizabeth and Sarah, ladies like that in the scripture that face similar circumstances. Yours may not be about a child, but I want to tell you something. If God's made you a promise, he will always keep his word. And so we have that book back there. And uh, she would like me to come home knowing that I sold a few. So thank you for coming out. I didn't feel any sympathy there. But uh, anyway, y'all do want me to be able to get in the door, right, when I get home. But uh, 741, I thought about having Brother Gallagher come uh, sing a duet with me. Yeah. I heard, I told him today on the phone, I said, it's like the one guy I heard. He said, he said, he said, do you hear when I, he said, when I sing, do you hear my voice fill that room? And the other guy said, yeah, I saw a lot of people leaving to make more room for it. (laughs) So uh, anyway, I don't really want to bore y'all. I seriously don't. I've only sang one up-tempo song, but this song is not up-tempo, but it, it's off my latest CD. And if I was a writer, I would have written this song. It's as simple as it can be, but it tells exactly the way I feel. As I said, after 38 or 9 years on the road, I never would have dreamed as a young boy where God would take me. But I want to tell you something, friends. If I don't hear him say, well done, none of it would have been worthwhile. That is the ultimate, ultimate go. So let me sing a little bit of this and then we're going to move along. Because I, I really don't want to keep you all night long. Am I doing all right, Caleb? All right, thank you. 
God, I forgive you for lying. More than great riches, more than acclaim, more than meeting strangers who already know my name, more than respect from my closest of peers. There's a voice and a statement that I long to hear. Only two words will fulfill me when I see his face. For there's eternal meaning in this one little phrase. Now when this life is over and the next one's begun, I want it to start with well done. Yes, I do. You see, I haven't always followed. His whisper inside. There were days that I battled, but I still lost the fight. But I laid regret where His precious blood fell, and with loving forgiveness. He said, now go finish well. Only two words will fulfill me when I see His face. For there's eternal meaning in this one little phrase. Now when this life is over and the next one's begun I want it to start with well done when this life is over and the next one's begun start with well done well done amen Woo, glory oh you've been so kind gonna leave you just a nugget from the word of the lord here in just a minute but let me, I know it's 746. Don't worry, I won't make it all night. I'm just might nigh out of gas now. But if I could reach back to those years, 
Now, the past is a great place to visit, but a poor place to try to live. Hello? But if I could reach back and visit, you might remember this one. I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I've made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. I may not know the moment or I may not know the day, but I know that I'll be leaving when he calls his church away. All right, that's a problem, ain't it? You trying to clap on two and four and it won't work. Sometimes you just got to get in the spirit and clap on one and three. And how many don't have a clue what I'm even talking about right now? But the musicians do. All right, let's try. Going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. I may not know the moment or I may not know the day. But I know that I'll be leaving when he calls his church away. I'm a listening for the trumpet to sound most any time. And a crown of life that's waiting, thank God, will soon be mine. I got my invitation at a place called Calvary. By the precious blood of Jesus, the trip's been paid for me. I'm a going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I've made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. I may not know the moment or I may not know the day. But I know that I'll be leaving because this church away. Well, the captain of the vessel, he's calling, get on board. And the destination's heaven, safe on that crystal shore where we meet again the Savior and our loved ones who have gone. Better live through all eternity. Oh, yes, we're going home. I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. Going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I've made my reservation. That's enough. Ooh, if you want the rest of it, I got the CD out there. I'm on the clock. I was afraid if I kept going, Brother Gallagher was coming up here, sure as a world. Please be seated. I, I know. Some of y'all heard that before and you like it. Some of you ain't never heard it and you already don't like it. <laughs> but it's put a few cheeseburgers in the ministry before. <laughs> I thank God for them. That and a little song called I'm Just Warming Up. Whew, I don't need to sing that tonight. I'm already hot. But, uh, but you've been kind to me tonight. I'd like to come back next Sunday. I better not do that because my phone will light up. 
next, not next Sunday, but Brother Gallagher, you put your reputation on the line by recommending me to these people. I'm sorry to do you like that, but uh, they'll never, ever listen to you again. But uh, I've had a good time with you folks. God is in this house. Can I just talk to you for a few minutes? If you're a guest here tonight, we're so thankful you're here. We, we appreciate you coming. And I don't know who's guest and who's not. And so the reason I say that is because I know you came tonight and you kind of stuck with me. But I want you to come back when you hear the ministry of this church. You'll be blessed. You'll be ministered to. And, uh, and so I just, I just want to talk to us just a few minutes and what I felt. Uh, I'm not going to preach a full message. But Mark 9, and you can turn if you'd like, but we're, we're just going to kind of, I'm from the country, so I'm going to say we kind of meander my way through there. And I'm not minimizing the scripture, but let me just take you to what happened in a portion of Mark 9. And, and Jesus, he sees the scribes questioning his disciples, etc., and he comes over to them and he says, what's happening here? You know, it's not like he didn't know. But I think he wants sometimes to ask, see if you be honest. He, God, you know, he knows everything. And they said, well, Lord, one man spoke up. He said, I'll tell you what the deal is. He said, I brought my son. To your disciples. I'll try to do right and cause you not to feed back here. He, he, he said, my son is possessed. And I brought him to your disciples. Key word, that they should cast it out. But they could not. And... And, and so Jesus, he had a little discussion with the disciples and basically said, we'll finish this later. And he got back to them later and when he started talking about this kind cometh forth not but by prayer and by fasting. He'll always get around to instructing us. But his first emphasis was on the man that had the need. And Jesus looked at the man and, and as you read that story, first of all, let's look at the scribes. You ever wondered about the scribes? You find them all through the Gospels. But I never find one time. Now, I'm not a scholar. I'm a student of the Word. But I'm not a scholar. But I never remember, Brother Long, seeing where a scribe got a miracle. You know why? They're too busy asking questions. Hello? Now, can I just be honest with you folks tonight? There's not a thing that we believe or preach 
that we can't take people to the Word and show them why we preach them and why we believe them. I'm not saying we shouldn't be able to present why. That's not what I'm saying. But I am trying to tell you, you will never explain all about God. God healed blind people in the, in the New Testament, some by just speaking to them, some by touching their eyes, some by making mud balls, putting it in their eyes, say, go wash. I don't know why he didn't just do it all the same way, but he's God. What I'm trying to say is uh, it's good to be able to explain doctrine. But you can't explain all of the miraculous. And you can sit around with a litany list of questions wondering, well, why, 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 and go away without a miracle. Oh, you're not, you're not getting me. I'm not making I'm saying, go ahead, Naaman. You can say, I don't want to dip in this river. I want to dip in the clean river. Why do I have to dip in the muddy river? You can ask questions all day long and you're going to stay a leper. But if you just do what he says, then something's going to happen. There is something about being obedient to God. I got to The fact, the first miracle that Jesus performed, one of the last ingredient of that miracle is when the when when the servants just did what he said to do. He said, "Go fill the water pots with water." That's in John chapter two. There's one verse, and I'm not adding two, so understand. There's one verse that you don't read there. And Jesus said to the servants, go fill the water pots with water. And the next verse says, and the servant said, why? Why? Hello? No, they didn't. They didn't understand it. But his mother had just told them, whatever he says to do, do it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the key to the miraculous in your life. You don't have to understand it all. We'll try to explain the best we can. But when the Spirit of God moves, you just be obedient to it. And I'm telling you, something's going to happen. I I don't want to get too sidetracked here. But I remember a night my pastor was preaching. He wasn't preaching on miracles. He wasn't preaching on obedience. He just was preaching. And he looked back to a man over on the right-hand side. And he said, brother, and he called him by name. I'll never forget it. He said, Holy Ghost just spoke to me and said, if you'll raise your hands, walk around this building three times praising God. God's going to give you a high-paying job this week. Now, it was out of character for my pastor to do that. I knew he wouldn't have done that unless he felt it. At that moment, that man's got a decision to make. There's no scripture that says, if you should raise your hand and walk around the building three times, I will give you a job, thus saith God. 
But he made his choice to be obedient. He, nothing, the place didn't blow up and smoke. He went back and sat down. But I don't also remember the next service we met and he said, can I testify? He said, I won't tell you the very next day a place that I had not even put in an application called me and hired me on the spot. I'm just telling you, it's a good thing to be obedient when the Spirit of God says something. Seven fifty-eight. Hope they don't shut this mic off at eight. I ain't gonna be much longer because I'm starving. I don't look like it, but you can't go always by looks. I come against that spirit. There's a spirit that big folks ain't never supposed to get hungry. Hello? I've had people say, Brother Stan, you ought to have stored up in there for six months. It don't work like that. Hello? I don't know, Caleb. They may not even take me to eat. They're probably so sick of me. If they don't, Brother Gallagher is. We won't be much longer. Obedience is powerful. It led to the first earthly miracle when Jesus was on this earth. And when the governor tasted the the wine that was made from water, he said, huh, that's unusual. They usually bring the bad stuff out last when the other folks, they, they don't know no different. He said, but you have saved the best for somebody got it. We've always been programmed to say the best for last. He didn't say you've saved the best for last. That denotes another place, another time, somewhere down the road. He said, you have saved the best until now. Can I tell you, if you're in this building tonight and you need a miracle, God will never be any stronger than He is right now. God will never be any more able than He is right now. I'm telling you, His Spirit is in this place right now. He can heal you right now. He can forgive you right now. He can deliver you right now. Okay, we got to cut to the chase here. And so the man speaks up. You hear the passion in his voice. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm sure I'll miss some of it. But he begins to tell how that this spirit that has possessed his son. Now the son later tells us we learn that he's deaf and dumb. I want to make sure you understand. I am not implying nor stating. Not everyone that's deaf and dumb is demon possessed. Okay, that's not the case. This man's son was. We do not even know his age to the best that I can figure. But you could hear the urgency in the man's voice. It's one thing to preach about it. It's another thing to try to put your feet in that man's shoes and and say, that's my Benjamin that I'm talking about. What would happen when everybody else's kids is riding bikes and playing ball and mine, every time he passes by a pond, that spirit tries to throw him into the water. It tries to, he's foaming at the mouth. He's he's just, he's pining away. He's, He's a horrible shape. And he said, I brought him to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. And then he says, you hear the the passion in his voice when he said, but if you can do anything, help us. Jesus' first question, and it's just the way he always is. 
He always gets to the source. He doesn't deal with symptoms. His first question was, how long has this been? When did it start? You can't bypass that, ladies and gentlemen. You got to get to the root of the matter. And he said, it's from a child. And there he goes again, telling how you can hear in the passion and the urgency rising in his voice. And again, he said, if you could do anything, please have compassion and help us. I would, the Jesus that I love, Brother Long, I would expect him to say, you better believe I can do something. But that was not his response. Listen closely to his response. His response was, if you can believe, all things are possible. He basically said to him, it ain't got one thing to do with what I can do. It's got everything to do. Can you believe me to do it for you? And the man said, Lord, I believe. And he even said, as in, I don't really totally get this. Lord, help my unbelief. He was trying so hard to believe. And Jesus looked at that boy. Feel the Holy Ghost. He looked at the boy, but he spoke to the unclean spirit. And he said, thou deaf and dumb spirit, I charge thee, come out of him. I want to tell you something. I don't know how long you've waited. But when God evicts something out of your life, he's not going to send it a nice little notice and say, would you please stop bothering them and please leave them alone. The Bible says that the boy fell like he was dead, but he wasn't dead. They got him up. He was delivered. I want to tell you on this Sunday evening, there is still power in believing God to do everything. Now, I'm almost done. It's 804. Here's where I want to get to. What I'm trying to preach to you tonight is on this little... Some, some people like a, a title when you preach. How many likes a preacher to give you a title to the sermon? There's, how many don't? How many just don't give a rip? I can tell I've preached past your attention span. You don't care one way or another. Just quit. Preacher, just quit. If it help you get done quicker, preacher, put a title on it. But Caleb, here's what I want. I felt the Lord had me to say. That man had dealt with that his entire life. The life of his son. And the Lord would have me to say today. To you, your current condition is not your conclusion. Just because you are currently dealing with something doesn't mean that the book will never change. It doesn't mean you are destined to be that way the rest of your life. And that brings me back as I close... In just a few moments, my brother, if you'll give me a little music, make me make them think I'm quitting. I used to work at that little station, brother.
Gallagher. Man was out there. Little old bitty town. I'd read the obituaries and knew I'd lost another listener. You know, it's just pitiful. I'd sign on at 6 a.m. in the morning. You know my first job to do there, Caleb, other than start the coffee? Is I'd go in this little closet. None of y'all will know what this is. Oh, you'll know what a closet is, don't miss it. But I think. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. But but I went in this little closet. Sister Tricia, there was a machine in there. It was called a teletype machine. Anybody ever heard of a teletype machine? Raise your hand. Few of you. And that's where we got our news from. It was hooked up to the Associated Press. And it would type all night long with news stories from all over the world. Just type. My job was to come in there at 6 o'clock in the morning, paper this tall. And I had to speed read through all that paper to try to discern what anything that our listeners in that little southeast Missouri town might be interested in hearing about. You know, I could tell, I could read what happened and, and, and it could be important. It could be a tragedy. I, I could read what happened in Chile. But they didn't, most of them didn't know where that's at. You know, some of them didn't get to the sixth grade. You know, sixth grade was three of the best years of my life. You ain't, you ain't helping me. And so, because we was in a farming area, I had a lot of latitude, Brother Gallagher, about what I was able to read and what I... But I'll tell you something, Bo. I had no latitude about one thing. You know what it was? The weather. I had to find the latest forecast from the National Weather Service because those were farmers. Listen, remember... No cell phones. They couldn't just click on an app. Yesterday's paper was old. Hello? They needed to hear, and we were obligated at least eight times an hour to give the weather. And so I'd rip that off there. I'd go in there. We'd sign on the air. And... We'd start the first song, you know. But before I did all of that, I'd give the weather. Hang with me, it's 8.09. Oh God, I've been forever. And so, you never started the weather with what it's going to do tomorrow, or the next day, or the next day. You know how you always started the weather? You would say, currently, on the North Bypass in Kennett, Missouri, it's 78 degrees and partly cloudy. Something like that. Well, I knew. It had happened to me so many times. By the time I got done with the weather, my phone would be ringing. I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. 
lady on the south end of Kennet. Kennet was only 10,000 people. But there was a lady who lived on the south side. I'm not making this up. You can't make this up. Her name was Miss Fanny. It was. And I'd answer the phone. And she thought she knew all of us. She'd say, Stan, it might be partly cloudy on the north bypass, but it's raining cats and dogs on the south side of town. I said, Miss Fanny, I can't see the south side of town. You know why? Because all I had in that little control room was a window about two foot by three feet. That was my only contact to the outside world. I could only see what it was currently doing out my window. That's all I could see. And so I'd say currently students. So, so, so. And then the weather, just for example, the weather may say, you know, expect the rain to continue for the next day and a half, three days, 72 hours, whatever. And the barometric pressure is doing this and the front's coming in. All this jazz. I don't understand all that. Just tell me if it's going to rain or not. And, and I'll never forget, Brother Gallagher, the day, this has been years ago. I was probably 20 I'll never forget it. I was reading that forecast from the National Weather Service at Kansas City, Missouri, 10 hours away from us. And it said, expect things to stay as they are for the next 48 to 72 hours. But so-and-so is going to happen, so-and-so is going to happen, and then I'll never forget it. It said, conditions are very favorable for change. And man, I about had a benefit right in the studio. Because I want to tell you, there are times in all of our lives when all we can do is see out that window. You got the same trips to the doctor. They're piling up on you. I know what that means. My wife's been through 15 years of physical struggles. Brother Gallagher knows what I can bear. Five autoimmune diseases that's trying to rob her health and to beat us down in the ground. I know what it's like to preach faith, but then look out that same window and I see that same sickness and I see that and the adversary said, you go ahead and preach faith, but your wife's still sick. But I won't tell you, and there's somebody here the same stack of bills is on your desk when you get home. The same rebellious kids. The same job situation. The same health situation. The same marital situation. Whatever you're dealing with. Sometimes you've been looking out that window so long. You are absolutely sick and tired of seeing what that window is. But I'm telling you, in the spirit world, there is a view from above that says uh, you may be dealing with that. Uh, but it ain't always going to be that way. Conditions are very favorable for change. Somebody used to say, I can feel a change in the app. Something's moving. Something's shaking. Something's happening in the atmosphere. 
Go ahead, stand with me. There may be visitors, there may be guests here, and all you've ever known is addiction you can't get a hold of and you can't get loose from. That's all you see outside your window. But I'm telling you, there's deliverance from that. Just because it's your current condition, that does not mean it's your story. And it's not the conclusion. It's not the last of your story. I just wonder, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Because it all starts with honesty. And says, yeah, Lord, it's been this long. I just wonder, is anyone here that's been looking out your window? It's the same old song and dance. It's the same old circumstance. It's the same problem. It may not be that way south of town, but you can't see that. All you can see is out your window. But I'm telling you tonight, if you can believe, all things are possible. And if there's somebody tonight, please spare me trying to put us all in. I can't name every category. That's what faith is for. It don't matter if you've attended this church for decades or if this is the first night you've ever walked in. If something inside your spirit says, Lord, I believe. I believe. I don't even understand it all. Help my unbelief. But Lord, I believe. I've tried everything I can do. I've brought it to people and they could not. But Lord, here it is for you. I'm asking you to respond by faith now. If there's somebody in this room, I'll say if, but I know there's somebody in this room that needs to respond with faith right now. I don't know what's out your window. I can only see out my window. But I know there are needs present in this house. And as they play and as they sing, thank you for being patient for the stand. I love you. But I'm asking for somebody with faith. Come right now. 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 I'm telling you, something's going to change. I'm telling you, it's not the end of your story. It's not the end of the book. I believe it. Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. Come on. There's room. I don't know what's outside your window. I can't name it all. I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. You've been very patient, very kind. I thank you for that. Now I'm asking you to let your faith rise. 
Something's moving the atmosphere. You may not can see it with your physical eyes, but there's a change coming. I said there's a change coming. Don't get so caught up in all your questions that you miss the miracle. trying to work you up but I'm telling you something's moving something's changing in the atmosphere according to your faith so be it unto you right now according to your faith so be it unto you Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are the way. He knows what's outside your window. But from heaven's point of view, 